Hello and welcome to season four, episode eight of Dualist Unity. I am letting go more and more of any expectations whatsoever for where my life is going to go, for what I think I should be or shouldn't be. And through that letting go, I've found significantly more freedom and, and really just an excitement for what's to come, just a raw excitement, not the least of which being a very strong excitement for this episode to uh, speak with Mike here. And yeah, couldn't be more pumped for it. And I agree. I think the more that we let go, the easier it is to dance and sing and enjoy and express and really align yourself with reality. It's not about the high-minded conceptualism, though that does help. It really is just about being yourself to the best of your ability. And on that note, we're going to get to our guest today very quickly. I do have two quick announcements, of course. The first is that we have a dating and relationship workshop coming up on February 4th and 5th. Tickets are available at dualisticunity.com. If you are a Patreon supporter, of course, you also get a discount. So keep an eye out for that on the website. Uh, likewise, we have two tickets left for our April retreat in Port Alberni on Vancouver Island, Canada. It's going to be a nine-day retreat, a journey into being and relaxation where you can actually adapt and apply all the lessons that you've been working so hard to learn in your life, but tend to get pulled back into everybody else's crap. So it's a good chance for you to really be you. All that said, no more announcements to go. I'm happy to introduce our guest today, who is a singer, songwriter, musician, and all-around nice person. Uh, his name is Mike, but you would know him as Quinn92. He talks about presence, authenticity, self-empowerment. His lyrics are very meaningful, but aside from that, his conversation is very insightful and very deep, and we're very happy to have him here. Mike, if you don't mind just telling everybody a little bit about yourself and your interest in this conversation, I know that you tend to have a lot of media coverage in terms of your music, but you as a person are very interesting and I'm looking forward to learning a little bit more about you. Oh, thank you, man. I appreciate that. Um, I mean, I just gave you, I, I, we weren't even recording. I gave you my A plus response. Now I'm going to screw up and <laughs> forget everything I just said. Uh, no, I think, um, I mean, where to begin? I, I, I think I've always been, um, I teeter on the, on the term spiritual, but I, I've always felt I've always felt a sense of lack and, and, um, and, and an early age being raised Catholic, for example, like I, um, I never really, uh, uh, I don't know how to put it. I never, I never left church and stuff fully, um, fulfilled and fully like, yeah, this is it, you know, like it, it never, it, it just, it, even as a young kid, I recognized that. And so, um, in high school, I got into meditation and in college and dealt with, I, I still, deal with anxiety and depression and all that stuff but it really put me on this path of just searching and, and seeking for for really like what everything's about I guess um in in through all that I I winded up somehow landing a career as a musician from what was like a hobby turned into a profession and I'm super blessed and grateful I get to do what I love every single day and get to impart some of the experiences that I've gone through and into my music and into my songwriting and just being able to help people has been such a blessing and amazing. And, um, and, and through hearing other people's stories and hardships, it's even, um, it's even solidified to me more that like the common, um, the common thread of what society sort of tells us how to heal is, isn't, isn't necessarily the, the right approach. They can be helpful, but 
that sort of end all be all like resolution. It, it's just not connecting for most of us. And then I, then I got put onto non-duality and, uh, and that was over the last couple of years and, and just kind of caught the bug and um, have just continued to go deeper and deeper into, um, into this really this, this moment into just feeling everything. And, and Andrew, I love that you said you're letting go. And that's something I've been trying to deal with lately is, or practice, I should say, it's just the, the art of letting go and accepting everything from a neutral standpoint. And, um, and I try to, uh, I try to infuse that into my music and it's really, it's really infused in this next album I'm putting out, which is coming out this Friday as a selfless plug. I might as well just say that for everyone's sake. Uh, it's called The People's Champ. It comes out January 27th. Check it out. Um, I'm really proud of it, but I, I'm proud of it more deeply because um, it's really an, al- an, it's an album about just being and just and not becoming anything. And I think we're taught from a very early age that what we have is is not enough and what we have what we have to do is, is strive and move forward and, and reach for something greater. And uh, it's just a friendly reminder that you're, you're, you already won. You already, you are everything you want is already here and uh, just don't judge it. And, and I think the second we do is when we get into these mental battles and, and we get put into a world of duality and uh, we look at things as good and bad. And um, I'm just learning to roll with the punches, man. Just like, yeah, just, just living life and enjoying it. And, taking the lows as, as, as blessings, just as much as the highs are. Um, and I was, what I was going to say before, before we, we started was I was just in the cab the other day and, and I'm here in New York and it just dawned on me. I was like, we're, we're all just professional allowers. We <laughs> like, we are literally a space of allowance and that is literally our nature. And how dumb is it that we feel we have to make decisions and, and, um, or not, maybe not make decisions, but, you know, just say, say certain things are bad or certain, certain things are good or, or shut out certain things. It's like, it, it's, it's just so easier just to just allow it's this, it's the most pleasant, um, takes no effort. I don't know. I'm just, and so I, that's, that was just something I wanted to mention the other day. It just dawned on me. I was like, holy shit, like, this is all I have to do, you know? And it's not even a doing cause you're already it. So that's awesome. I'm going to pass this to Andrew in a second, but I had a similar insight a couple of years ago and it gave me this tremendous feeling of peace, which was that there's no one to ask and nothing to ask for. And oddly enough, despite how contradictory that sounds to the manifestation crowd, my life just opened up because I was in it. I wasn't looking for something anymore and it changed everything. Yeah. I've, I've really found through, through that letting go and through the letting go of thinking I should be anything other than what I am, anything other than myself and and letting go of any expectations of myself, that state of relaxation, that state of kind of peace and just raw joy that you experience kind of informs everything else. It's not about, as Ray said, brought up the manifestation community. And, you know, we, we go back and forth with some people about that here and there, but that, that idea that you need something in order to be complete, you know, what are you doing right now? You're manifesting a state of lack. So as long as you're trying to get somewhere or thinking you should be something other than what you are feeling differently than, you know, what you're feeling, you're always going to perpetuate that lack. And it's until you let go of that. It's not about getting the thing. It's about letting go of your need to have the thing that allows that to flow and, and to continue on as you in every single moment. And so it's really cool to see it reflected in your music, especially Mike, because yeah, I, I love your music. I was on a walk with my dog right before this sun was out. It's kind of, I'm in Utah right now, so it's kind of cold, but like warmer day and just kind of vibing out. So as much as you're 
as much as your lyrics are deep, it's also, you know, just the music itself, just the beats can uplift people. So it's cool kind of hitting it from both sides. And especially recently, I've just noticed a lot of a lot of your music, especially the ones I've listened to on the new album so far, um, have a lot of depth to them. And so it's exciting. And uh, so <laughs> first thing I wanted to ask about, because uh, I'm always very curious about this. I don't know how familiar you are with uh, Jim Carrey and his whole journey with identity and whatnot and and kind of a big part of that i think was him being an actor and recognizing that you know he's playing all these characters it kind of allowed him in a way to see that you know as much as he's playing these characters maybe jim carrey is just another character he's been playing for his entire life so i'm curious with you having you know a stage name quinn 92 and then mike being your real name i'm curious how much that has impacted some of your deeper recognitions as into recognizing that, you know, Quinn is a, a name you utilize sort of an identity that you utilize on stage that isn't actually you. Has that helped inform you that maybe, you know, the story of Mike full of all the things that have happened in your life and all of that past that has come along with it isn't exactly what you are either because you've only ever been here now? Man, that's a great question. Honestly, not to give you a disappointing answer. Not, I haven't really thought of it that way. But, and I and I say that though, maybe this can be just as insightful though. I I say that because I I've never who I am on stage and who I am off stage, with the exception of me maybe being just a little more loud on stage and you know I'll throw in a couple more swear words that I probably say off <laughs> off stage. Um, I'm pretty much the same person. I love that you asked that though, because I, I have been following Jim Carrey's progression as, you know, I, I guess as not being Jim Carrey and it, him realizing that that's not his true, um, you know, identity, but it's never dawned on me, honestly. And it's crazy though. Like, like I follow a lot of Rupert Spira's videos and he has this great, he has this great story of, or it's not a story, but he has this great thing. He always brings up um, there's John Smith, uh, the actor, and then there's King Lear, who, the 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 role that he plays in the play, and I actually don't know the name of the, name of the play, but I love the um, I don't know the 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 this I don't want to say separation, but I love that imagery of them being not the same, not the same thing, and also the same thing, um, and how we just get tricked into playing these roles and rather than just recognizing that we we are we are the present moment and we 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 are the space for which these characters uh arrive in and um and and, and play around in and uh so no andrew I, I i've never thought of it that way but i mean it's it's now that i'm thinking about it it's fascinating um that that me on stage is literally just something i can view from the perspective of awareness rather than sit in Quinn and be like, this is me standing in front of 10,000 people. Um, yeah, that just kind of blew my mind for a second that you just <laughs> said that. But um, one of speaking of Jim Carrey, one of his favorite quotes or one of my favorite quotes that he said is, I wish everybody would get rich and famous to realize that it's, it's not it. And I just I think that's one of the best quotes of all time. And, um, you know, I definitely am not suggesting I am at his level of fame or success, but I can, from the sliver of success I've had, I can also tell you that it's definitely, definitely not it. It's not, you know, it's even, even though I get to do what I love for a living, like 
the the mind still finds ways to convince itself that this isn't this isn't enough and um that's what really motivated me to get on this path of just uh of self-discovery so um but that's a great question though and i i, I hate that i didn't give you the proper answer that you're probably looking for <laughs> no it's a perfect answer because it's the answer you gave it's interesting because people perceive you either as Mike or as Quinn, depending on, on their own bias, I think, and, and more or less the soup that they swim in. Like we were talking about this just before this interview that a lot of the times when you're doing interviews, it's about the music and it's about the events and it's about your career. It's not necessarily about you, the person. And so they go into it with an assumption about you based on how they need to perceive themselves and their job and everything else, whereas we're just human beings. And so I find it really inspiring that despite how tempting it must be to some degree to look at yourself in the same way that other people want to look at you, you actually actively work against that temptation. And you actually, in one of your uh, albums, A Letter to My Younger Self, the second time around, there was a quote in there and I wanted to read it. I've been living in hell, a prison of my identity. That line just rang right out to me because it's absolutely true. We do that all the time. You even mentioned before that, you know, trying to live up to your friend's expectations and never, never living up to them. I, I realize I'm paraphrasing terribly, but um, <laughs> that insight, I'm very curious about that insight. I'm curious about that song as a whole, because that had to come from something in your life where you had a moment of self-reflection, in my opinion, because it, it, again, it rang so true in just how deep it was. And the song itself is about a second time around, reestablishing some reflection about your life and deciding what your priorities are. I loved everything about it. I just wanted to mention that. And I was curious where it came from. Yeah. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate that. Um, yeah. I mean, it was a song that really is rooted in um, and what I resonated with. It's written about mistakes that I, I had made during that time and, um, and, and feeling like I couldn't find forgiveness anywhere. I was like, where is it? I'm, I'm, I'm praying to God. Seemingly I'm, 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 I, I'm too shy to ask people around me and bring up the subject. I don't want them to, 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 to know about it. And then it just dawned on me. I was like, why can't I just forgive myself? Why can't I just, um, you know, give myself that permission? Um, and then it dawned on me even further than that, that who is it that's asking for the permission? Who is it that wants the, <laughs> who wants to hear that everything's going to be okay? Um, and that was, and that was a while ago. So I've, de I've definitely gone deeper into everything since then, but even that spark of like intuition, I thought was really interesting and it just led me down that road. And that's kind of how that song came about. But um, I, I think what you said, Ray, about, you know, and, and thank you for saying that, how it's, you find it inspiring that I don't, I don't go into sort of the, the, the image of Quinn and stuff. And, 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 and look, I, I try my best to not do that, but I, I would say why I find that easy is because I just think that that overall energy and, and you know, Quinn is a story and, and that, that energy is so, I've got to a point where I, I don't feed off of that anymore and it's not beneficial. And, and I think it's just because I'm, I'm seeing the, the light a little more these days. And um, it's just, it doesn't, I don't think I've ever been one to like hang my hat on my accomplishments or like my name and stuff, but especially as of late, I've realized how just silly and stupid it really is to assume that role. Um, and that we are so much bigger than just, you know, a singer or a writer or a chef or a taxi driver, you know, there's just, it's just, there's so much more to this. And, um, so to limit yourself in those ways, it just doesn't, it's, it's, it's not fulfilling. And, uh, so that's why I find it easy to not get sucked down that 
that rabbit hole. I mean, there's currently time, there's, there's, there's definitely times where I might, might be a little diva ish, but like for the most part, I try and, I try and, um, I try and take a step back a bit, metaphorically speaking, and, and, and realize who I really am. And, uh, yeah. So I, I, like, I watch a lot of your guys' videos and I listen to the podcast and stuff. And like, sometimes I do need to check myself a bit and just have a nice friendly reminder of what's really going on. Um, but for the most part, I think I've gotten a good grip on just, I am not this body. I am not, uh, Mike or Quinn or whatever name you want to call me. Um, and that I'm just much more than that. And that that is much more comforting. <laughs> so, yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> You're getting me more hyped even as this conversation goes, but yeah, I mean, it's a powerful recognition that identity being a double-edged sword, like sure you can hang your hat on all those things, but as soon as, you know, that hat gets un unhung by something, then you're back in, you're back in the shit. So it, instead of kind of riding that sort of, I don't know, egotistical mentality that has just no, there's no end to that besides, yeah. as you mentioned here now, like this is the end of that journey, the journey nowhere now here, one of my favorite little, uh, little quibbles there. Um, but it's, mm. it's cool to hear that you've recognized that. And because there are a lot of people who, you know, get pretty rich, pretty famous, and we see it all the time. Like they are oftentimes psychologically suffering the most because they are tying all of their worth to that idea that people have of them. And everyone has you know a different idea of that. So being able to let go of that and just be where you're at is probably the most fulfilling thing you can ever do in life. You know, we talk about it all the time, but it's it's cool to hear that you've been able to recognize that. Um, and this sort of leads me into another question. You mentioned uh, religion and growing up Catholic early on in your life and, and kind of the the suffering that came out of that, the, the lack of satisfaction coming out of of every mass. So I'm curious as, you, as you've progressed, you know, maybe it sounds like letting go a bit of the religious dogmas and deepening into where you're at here now and recognizing that the idea of you is not the reality of you. I'm, I'm curious about your, uh, your relationship with the idea of God and how that has evolved from your, your days in religion and, and coming out of it and, just kind of what your thoughts are about that word right now dude yeah i mean it's it's tricky i mean my so my wife um is is uh was, was raised very very christian and family's very christian and um it's tough man we we have really really long conversations um on the sofa at night just um going back and forth a bit and and she's definitely um finding you know it's tough because like at a young age for me and 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 for other people i know they're raised in a way where they don't have a choice but to think the way that they've been told to think and and I, not insinuating that what i think is better than what they think but it's you don't i i've i've, I've always felt it's very important to let people have that recognition whatever it is what they find to be true let them find it for themselves on their own terms. And, 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 and a lot of, that's a lot of the issue I have with religion is it's, it, it, it's just, um, it feels like a forced thing. And, and, um, I, I, so we have a lot of talks at night and I, I try to steer on 
the cautious side when it comes to this conversation with her, because um, I could look, I could be like, you realize you're God and I'm God, but I know how South that could go and how, you know, so I really, I really pick my battles um, um, because she is still sort of, she's on her own journey and she's figuring things out for herself. And I think that's beautiful and amazing, but I don't want, so I try and to, as, 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 as great as I feel sometimes and as clear as I think and, and feel, I try to not impose a lot of that onto other people, um, even though it can be tempting and, and, um, you know, everyone thinks they know what the fuck's going on. And so I, I, I try to remind myself, like, I'm no better than anyone else. So, you know, but your, your question, like, what's my sort of thought on God, that word and religion and stuff. And I, I, I just think, um, I, I think it's very scary for people to realize how powerful we really are. And, and even it's funny, like, if you want to, if you want to talk about religion, like you look at Jesus, when he was proclaiming to everybody, how he was the son of God, but really what he meant was he is, he, he is awareness. He is, he is the, I am. And, and everyone took that as you think you're better than us. You think you're the guy that is going to lead us to the promised land. And then what was, what happened? He was killed. And it, it, by no means am I comparing myself to him, but I, I, I think that is almost where like the, 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 the scariness comes from is that it's, it can be terrifying to realize how really big you are and how you're not this limited form. Like for me, I like the other day I was walking down the street and I was just like, I don't like, I don't really feel amazing right now, but I'm taking everything as it comes because I know I'm bigger than this feeling. And I hold, I'm, I am the space for this feeling. And some days I just, and I actually wanted to ask you guys this, but I'll, I'll finish my thought. Um, it, there's days where I'm just like, I feel like I'm just going down like a, like a, a long, long, endless hallway. And I don't know where it's leading me, but I'm just trusting that it's taking me to the place that I'm, I'm supposed to go or, or river or however you, what, whatever you want to use. But that imagery. Yeah. Just some days I'm just like, I really just, I really don't know what the hell's going on. I'm just, so I'm trying to get better at just taking my hands off of the the steering wheel a bit and just letting life take, take its course. Um, and I think religion is just, um, I think people look at the word as God as, as a man in the sky who kind of points his fingers at people and judges them. And, um, I see it bigger than that. I, 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 I was very, very religious at one point. And when I had really bad issues with mental, I mean, again, I still do, but like anxiety and depression and I got hooked on like, um, benzodiazepines at like when I was in right out of college in LA, it was a really bad situation. And every night I would pray to Jesus and be like, why is this happening to me? Like, like, please just make this go away because I, I wasn't, I, I, I hadn't realized sort of the full scope of who I am. And I was relying on this, on this imaginary figure to come and help me. Um, and it can be scary when I think about that. Like, I just don't want to, I don't, I, I don't want to be clinging on to an idea my entire life. I was just the concepts. There's too much concept eating going on. And I just, I, I, I've, I've, I've kind of had enough. And that's really where I, I took a step back from religion. and was just like, and remind myself that it's okay that I'm doing this. I'm not going to hell because I'm not praying anymore. Like, like if anything, every day is prayer. Every day is meditation. Every day is, is, is holy. And, and it's all just language and just garbage really but um 
I don't know. I don't know if I answered your question at all. I'm, 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 I'm really spitballing here. And, uh, but yeah, man, it's, I, I, that question though, it hits home for me because it's something my wife and I are currently often sifting through. And, and, you know, it's a good conversation though, because we want to have kids soon and we want to, we want to like decide like how we're raising them and, and we're still figuring it out, but you know, that's okay. That's just what's arising and that's, that, that is what's happening. So um, yeah. I think you answered that question perfectly. And I just wanted to say as a father, it's a hell of a journey. You're going to have a good time for sure. But going back to your thought about Christianity, because I was raised Roman Catholic. I got beat over the head with that Bible just as hard for sure. And it is an interesting task to try and bridge the gap between non-duality and the Christian perspective, right? But there is, there is a bridge there. I mean, as you know, Jesus was talking about the same stuff, but they perceive Jesus in a different way, kind of like the, the way people perceive you as Quinn, as opposed to Mike. And so how do we bridge that gap? Well, we got we to gotta find what they're talking about. And so I always like talking to Christians about just the difference between feeling confused or clear. Like if we don't know when we're confused, how can we know when we're actually listening to God? We can't even have this conversation until we understand when we're confused. And so I just focus on, on that. And confusion always stems from thinking about myself. It always comes back to that fiction of me. Whenever I'm trying to feel in control, or as you said, understand where this goddamn hallway I'm, I'm in is taking me, right? That's when I get confused. That's when I start to trip up and I, and I get lost in panic or I get lost in trying to feel better. And it really is just letting go, right? Exercising and practicing flow state all the time. But you know that it's just along the road. It's like, I'm getting stuck. It's like only on yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. I love that. Yeah. And it's so, yeah. it's so obvious when it, when you're stuck, like me looking at it right now, it's so obvious, but when you're in, when you're in it, it doesn't feel like you're stuck. It feels like you're really spiraling out of control. And like, I had a bad panic attack last night, actually. And, and, and it's like, I know, I knew what was happening, but it is, it's amazing how powerful the mind can be. And, but once you sit in that awareness of clarity, it's just like, oh yeah, duh. Are you guys familiar with like the dark night of the soul and, and that whole phrasing of, yes. no, Intimately. Yeah. absolutely. Actually, I wanted to, to mention earlier that you were talking about an insight. We were talking about that song and you were saying how you had had an insight. Oh my God, you know, I'm not kind of living for me. I'm living for my place in everybody else's life. That was the insight that changed my life. I had gone through a decade of the dark night of the soul. It was nothing but depression and self-loathing for a whole decade of my life up until the real the realization that oh oh i'm doing this to myself and i was carrying all the weight with me and that's what what shed that but that dark night of the soul that 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 dark period that you go through it's important it's almost necessary to a certain degree what gets me though is that it's different for everyone i had to pound my face against rock bottom numerous times to learn from it whereas other people learn in a week or two yeah man i i only ask because i feel like just, you know, I, I go in big ups and downs. And when the downs are happening, that's it's, it's some shit is going on. And, and it's not until recently, I just realized, like, I have to, I have to feel this, I have to really live into what is sink into what's happening. Um, and the, it, it's, it's my, it's, it's Andrew and I have, you know, it's the, one of our favorite sayings that if you, what, what, what you resist persists. And, um, um, yeah, like that just rings so true lately. And, and it's just the more you try and climb out, 
you're just digging yourself into a deeper hole. And it's just the courage to feel everything. And I'm really trying to get better at that. And, and it's amazing that when I do, how everything just slowly, magically sort of just starts to chill. And, but oh, I have so many thoughts. I just have so many ways I could take this, this conversation. But it's, it, for me, it's, it's like, it's finding the, finding the courage to sit in it and, and to sit in the mud without n- knowing that by doing it, I know it's going to go away, but I'm not doing it to push it away, if that makes sense. It's, it's finding that, you know, <laughs> it's, it can really be tricky because obviously I want, I want it to go away, but then I realized like, who, who's that, who wants it to go away? Um, and then you kind of zoom out a bit and you're like, oh, okay, well, it's just happening. And isn't that interesting? That's what you want to go away. The who it's not the thing, right? It's the who that has the judgment of the thing. Cause if it wasn't for the judgment of the thing, you wouldn't care. You'd just sit through it and let it pass. Right. Yes. Yes. It's the who. Yes. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's fascinating how it always comes back to that idea of yourself, right? As, as you know, no, no self, no suffering. There is no conflict without I, as soon as the I comes in, as soon as the self comes in and has a judgment or an opinion about what you're going through, like, as we've, as we've talked about already, there is no good or bad, but, and yet we have, you know, a tendency to resist the uncomfortable feelings without recognizing that, you know, this may inform me in one, in some way, shape or form, like everything I've been through has informed everything that I am here now. So if I didn't, you know, for me, it was Ray mentioned his sort of, you know, 10 years of hell that he went through. And for me, it was just like a lot of social anxiety going through high school. I was super quiet, always super concerned with what people thought of me. And it was going through that, you know, three, four years. Um, eventually it sort of started to get better. And then after college, it started to really get a lot better, got into spirituality, meditation, started recognizing where it was, where it was coming from. And, you know, that led me to doing social media and getting on a podcast and now fucking talking to you, Mike. And so all that stuff wouldn't have happened without, or all the stuff that's happening now wouldn't have happened without all of that. So looking back, you know, I could say those were, those are bad experiences. Those were difficult times. And yet they were inherently necessary for me to get where I am. And, and even, more recently, like a, a stark recognition I had where I was thinking, just caught up in thinking about myself was uh, when we started. So we we started going full time with Dual Unity uh, December 1st. So it's been about coming up on two months now. And congratulations, guys, by the way, it's it's really it's really amazing. I really do mean that. Like, it's it's really an amazing thing. You're helping a lot of people. And so I'm glad you guys can all you can give your devote uh, all of your time to it because it's 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 really fantastic. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, we we fucking love it. And so we do like, you know, we put out almost a podcast episode every day. We do live streams. We turn those into podcast episodes. But, you know, first week was feeling good with everything. And then, you know, since going through everything I have, not thinking about myself so much, my mind's a lot quieter. And I was actually able to turn that into a problem because I started thinking about myself. I was like, oh, shit, we're live streaming, doing podcasts, sometimes talking for like six hours straight a day. I was like, shit, well, if my mind's pretty quiet, like what if I don't have any thoughts come up? And, yeah. and my mind was able to take that, like take that thing that for so long, you know, 15, 16 year old me would have been like, our mind's quiet. Fuck. Yeah. I would rather that than win, you know, $10 billion. And I was actually able to turn that into an issue because I flipped it 
on myself and started to think about what that meant about me. And, oh, if I, if I can't come up with a thought or have a new insight or whatever, that's going to, you know, say something about me and say that I'm maybe not performing well enough based on my fucking made up expectations. And so it's just so funny how something that is kind of the root of the piece I experience now, like not thinking so much, not having as many intrusive thoughts going through my mind, I was able to turn that into you know, a sort of intrusive thought. And that's just how powerful our minds are. And so just being able to, even with that, just recognize that I, how much I was thinking about myself and being able to let that go was kind of the key to that. I was like, fuck, I'm, I'm just thinking about myself so much. And when I stopped, you know, the, the suffering kind of subsided along with it. I recognized, oh, this doesn't actually mean anything about the reality of what I am. And so I was able to move on from it. This is actually something I try to get across to a lot of my clients in terms of coaching and whatnot. And it's the immediate reaction often is I'm anxious. I need to find a way to cope with that anxiety. It's like you actually just reinforced it because you're <laughs> running from it. And that's, that's so hard to understand. It's so contradictory to the way we want to deal with anything. We don't assume, oh, the way past this problem is to relax until it's no longer a problem to me, right? As opposed to try and fight it, which makes it even worse. It's really hard to communicate that to people because again, we want to feel like there's something that we can do that's simple and gives us a sense of control. Otherwise, we just have to have faith, which is oddly enough, exactly the solution. It just doesn't make any sense to us. So I have a, a quick question for you, Mike, because this is something a lot of us are facing all the time. Andrew and I, in our own way with the podcast, having to eventually leave our jobs, take that plunge, face our fears, so on and so forth. You have had a fantastic career so far with all of your albums that have come out, the fifth album of which is coming out this week. Obviously, you didn't hit the ground running with no no doubt and no uncertainty whatsoever. And so that process of just pushing on and pushing on and pushing on, what do you think was the most useful insight or tool that you relied on when it came to either disregarding the inner narrative, which may have been doubtful, or pursuing on or pushing on with what you knew you wanted to do? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think um, it's oh, it's such an interesting thing to reflect back on because I I I was a okay so I'll, if we go back a little further than than me starting music like I was an awful student growing up and um, you know my my mom it went from joking to being very serious she would be like what are you gonna do like what are you gonna do with your life like I was getting bad grades in middle school and then high school rolled around and I was. I kept getting bad grades. She's like, no, seriously, what are you getting, what, what's going on here? Like, what, what are we going to do? And, uh, and um, in high school is when I really got into music and writing music. And I just freaking fell so in love with it in the process of it and creating. And it's all I cared about. It's literally all I cared about. And, and it's not that I thought learning in school wasn't important, but I just, it's like, I realized what I was meant to do at a very young age and thank God, because I don't, I really mean this. Like, I don't know what I would be doing right now if I wasn't uh, <laughs> writing songs for a living. And, um, but Ray, to, to answer your question, it was oddly enough, man, it was, it, it really was a, um, there was an inner, there was an inner calmness when it came to music. There was an inner almost assurance that this was the path that I was meant to follow. And every time I thought about it, and I know how crazy it sounds because everyone every day is, they want to be the next, you know, 
LeBron James or I don't know, Drake or whatever. And, and that, that is an easy thing to laugh at and be like, wow, you're really setting your, setting your bar high here. Um, and, and so the outside looking in, I'm sure people thought I was crazy. And I just, I never folded from, from that inner peace that music gave me and, and how it was really the only, the only thing that made sense to me. Um, I worked an insurance job out of college. I went to Michigan state and I, I was making music then, but you know, it didn't really pan out during college. Like I wasn't getting any offers from record labels or whatever. And uh, I had to take an insurance job out of college and um, still on the side was making music. And um, I just, I just let go of the, I mean, there's clearly some doubtful narrative happening in my mind, but I, it speaks to what we were just talking about. I just let go. I just, I, I, I just trusted the process and never, never uh, wavered in my belief that, um, that it would work out. And I was, and, and, but what's crazy is I think I was okay with it not working out. I think, and I, and I didn't admit that to myself, but now looking back, I really think, honestly, I think I'd be just as happy now uh, if it didn't work out as if it did. Um, and I really, really mean that. And, and, and there was just something, I don't know. I, I it, it, What scared me was was not trying, was being 50 years old and looking back and being like, why didn't you try for this thing? That's what, that's what I w- w- was really scared of. And so, you know, even if it didn't work out, I would have been like, right, well, I gave my best crack at it. And, you know, and, and life would have taken its course some other way. And um, I don't know, man, I, there was always a very inner stillness when it came to music. It was like, the, I was like, when I started, when I, when I just, when I started writing or singing, it's like, I felt like I was home. And, uh, and you can, you can say that that was me following my destiny. You can say that, you know, whatever, but that was my experience with it. And um, so, so yeah, to answer your question, like there actually was like this kind of a brief, there was this, this, this dim confidence there. I wasn't shouting it from the rooftops, but inside I was, I was very sure that things were, 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 were working out the way they were supposed to. Um, and I'm still sure of that, you know, there's things that I'm still hoping will happen in my life. And, and I'm learning to understand that it's okay if they don't, because everything is neutral. <laughs> Every, you know, like it's, I don't know it's amazing to have that understanding now and to take my anxiety attack from last night as something that, you know, was going to lead me to something greater and, or, or to take my downfalls as something that's going to push me to a better point or to take my (laughs) achievements and know that they might bring some sorrow. I I don't know. I'm rambling now, but it's just, it's just understanding that this whole thing is a flow and, um, and yeah, but I always felt pretty good about music. I don't know why. I could not tell you why. I think from the sounds of it, it's just because you don't think about your character as much while you're doing it. As you said, you feel home, right? It's just something that you're doing for its own purpose. There's enthusiasm behind it. It's very much the way I feel about this conversation. I could have this conversation forever. And it's because I feel home here, right? This is just where where I'm not thinking about anything else except what I'm doing. And what's interesting is that that conversation then spilled over into the rest of my life in the same way that your music and the lessons that you learned in nurturing and cultivating that underlying calm, recognizing like, right, that's home. I can just keep focusing on that and things will work out however they work out. Well, if you can take life like that, then you've got everything, 
everything you need. Every moment is exactly what it needs to be for its own purpose, right? And that's ultimately the practice I think that we're all trying to master. Yeah. Wow. There's a song the album that's called All That You Need and it's the last song and it's like one of my favorite lyrics and it's crazy. I love that the way you just said that, how it's maybe I had that confidence because it was the one place where I wasn't thinking of myself. It was just, I was just in submerged in the process of making something and I, I didn't have time to think about Mike and how I looked and how I sound, you know? Um, and my, my favorite song on the album is the last song on the album. And I'm excited for you guys. I'll have to send you the album by the way. Um, but uh, it's um, I remember wanting to write something really special that day in the studio. And I, my friend was playing the piano and I was like, I don't want to force it. I don't want to, I just want to like, let it, let it out naturally. And, uh, and I wrote the, the chorus is all that you need is what you can't see, but you've always had it. And it's just, it's a reminder that I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't even know how to really talk about it. Um, getting out of your own way, I guess, is a way to, is a way to uh, further that statement. Um, and that's what I did with that song. And it was like, it was like one minute went by and it was over and the song was done. I was like, holy shit. Like I've never wrote a song that fast before. Like it was really crazy. Um, but you're right. Right. It's like, forget about the who, and then life becomes a whole lot easier. I don't know. It's as crazy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Getting, getting out of your own way. If that's not the slogan for fucking all of dual security, I don't know what is. I've heard, I think I've heard Ray say that probably about a hundred times that that's really? Oh, good. <laughs> more or less, more or less the key. Yeah. It's, it's that idea of yourself gets in the way of all of it. It's the root of all of your suffering. And every time you're caught up thinking about yourself, there's going to be conflict between you and reality because you have an idea that you're trying to live up to or try and maintain or try and defend. And it's like, is fucking draining. And I think honestly, that's why you know, Ray doesn't sleep a whole lot. And I think that's a big part of part of why, you know, two, three hours a night from what I hear uh, and experience. Actually, at the retreat, we always share a room. So uh, I, I'm aware it's it's funny seeing him when he is sleeping. It's like, wow, this is this is a, a rare occurrence. But uh, I think, you know, when you're not thinking about yourself so much, you have energy to do so many other things. And um, I don't know how I'm, I mean, I'm sure you've heard of flow state and everything. But my my take on that is just what you're experiencing when you're not thinking about yourself quite so much. It, it's mm -hmm. that ability to just do things without so much thought, without so much concern. What's left is just reality happening. It's not even you happening in reality or, or as reality. It's just being reality and allowing what to come out to come out. And so it's really cool because I, you know, as Ray mentioned, we, I kind of experienced that on the podcast too. Like a lot of times we'll have a conversation and we'll get to the end and be like, I think that went pretty well. I don't really remember anything we talked about whatsoever because there's not like the internal dialogue happening at the same time. There's not the concern of like, Ooh, how is this sounding? How is this coming out? It's just coming out. However, it's coming out. That's how it's coming out. And there isn't so much concern anymore. And that was a huge thing for me kind of getting through social anxiety and just like even having conversations with people. I used to narrate the conversation as it was going like, okay, what's the right thing to say here? What do they think of me here? What are they, what is this? What is that? And like, I can't even believe that I was able to have conversations with that much narration going on. But I think that's really the key letting go of that idea of yourself. And so it's cool to hear that, you know, in, in a lot of those songs, especially when you have some of the deeper lyrics that, 
you're certainly tapping into that flow state. And I'm sure, you know, when you're performing as well, all the songs you're singing, like they've just become sort of a part of you. So it's less so about trying to do anything besides, you know, it's more so just allowing, allowing it to happen, allowing it to happen here and now. Yeah, man. I, I, (laughs) recently I've been like driving to like studio sessions and I'll just be, I'll be very like zenned out and chill. And I like, I just forget. I'm like, where am I going again? <laughs> like, and it's not that my, my mind is not racing. I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm out of my own way. Like we said, and I, I think that's a good sign maybe that I'm, I'm getting better at sinking into just reality itself. I actually had a question for you guys. Um, and, and it's cause it's something I've been thinking of recently and, um, curious what your view on it is, but, but just, um, and, either of you can answer first, but like when it comes to like concepts and, um, and like Andrew, for you on, on your TikTok and stuff and Instagram, I, I get a, so much, um, so much of my sort of, I don't know. I just, I watch a lot of your guys' stuff. And so when it comes to informing someone about what we're speaking of, do you feel like it can be tricky to Cause sometimes you just want to shut up. Like I've got to the point where I don't even want to, I don't even want to try to explain this anymore. It's just so much more. It's, I understand it. And I, I even, I don't even want to say that, you know, words just become too much. And how do you deal with that? And how do you, how do you, do you, do you know what I'm getting at? Like, how do you deal with the, cause concepts are helpful. They're pointers, but at the end of the day, like the pointer is not the truth that the, the it's not the thing we're actually talking about. So can you, can you speak a little bit on that? And it, and it, for me, you know, should I focus more on just what's happened? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just going to shut up and like some, one of you guys answer that. It's a fantastic question, Mike, for sure. And as Krishnamurti said, you know, the messenger is always a traitor. I'm going to pass this over to Andrew and let him give you his take because I've been on this journey for like half of my life. I'm in my forties now. So I have a slightly different answer than Andrew. One that's come through again, hammering my face against the wall numerous times for many, many years. So I'll pass it to Andrew first and then I'll give you my answer. <laughs> I got it. Uh, yeah, no, I, honestly, I, I deal with the same sort of stuff sometimes. Like we were on a pot, we were on a, uh, together as guests on a podcast the other day and they were like, can you describe dual security for us? And I was like, uh, I like yeah. kind of fumbled through it and I was like, it's this, it's, it's, it's definitely not that it's definitely not that it's this. And it's sometimes it's easier to say, it's like, you know, what is real or what is the truth? It's, it's easier to tell someone what it isn't. And even just as you were describing right there, that the pointer is never the truth. That's what it comes down to. The description is never the described. Like if you, if people can understand that, that's what allows the conversation to unfold. Uh, like you are never what you think you are. That kind mm-hmm. of allows it to progress in that way. And, and so it's not so much about, cause it is hard to have a, a super succinct sort of answer. Like what I've kind of been using recently is it's a conversation about the reality that you're never what you think you are. And someone mm-hmm. usually is like, Hmm, I don't, yeah, I don't know what that means, but that's then that leads to, you know, a conversation. What do you think you are? And understanding that, you know, you're not that, cause those are all going to be concepts, ideas, the idea of yourself typically is entirely rooted in the past. But if someone can recognize that they've never actually experienced the past, they're relying on an idea that of, of just things that have been their accomplishments, their experiences, their traumas and whatnot, but they've only ever been here now. The only experience they've ever had is, is here now. And so for me, it usually just becomes a discussion. It's, it's like, I'll, I'll lead with 
a couple things. Sometimes I'll even say it's about the recognition that you're God and just see where that goes. That can get, you know, as I'm sure you can imagine, a whole plethora of potential responses. But uh, yeah, usually my go-to recently has been about the recognition that you're never what you think you are. And beyond that, you have limitless potential and you're only hindered by the idea of what you think you are is the limitations that you experience in your life. I guess for me, because so I came out the gate after a decade of hell free and went, oh my God, I have to tell everybody about this. And I, I just kind of went nuts and talking to everybody about anything that I could get across. And I started to realize over time that you can you can be very good at this conversation. You can talk about all those high-minded concepts. You can get into the whole non-duality shtick, but it really doesn't mean anything depending on where you're coming from. And I think that was the problem. So somebody said to me when I was about Andrew's age, that there's a such thing as being heavenly minded, but no earthly good. And it tore me down by about five pegs. I went, oh, that's what I'm doing. And so it dawned on me that it's not about saying it, it's about embodying it. Like we're talking about getting out of our own way. And yet we get into a conversation and we start thinking to ourselves, well, what's the right way to talk to this person? What's the right way to address them or get this point across? Oh my God, I'm thinking about myself. I'm actually getting in my own way, trying to figure out how to communicate, how to not get in your own way. And so now it's just be it, just take in everything that you're learning and make it yours. And so when I came out of the rainforest on Vancouver Island, because I was there for like eight months in the bush, just trying to apply all this stuff. And I formed a YouTube channel. And in that YouTube channel, I was espousing all this great stuff. But people started to look at me a certain way. And it's because I was still looking at myself a certain way. I still wanted to feel really good about knowing all this stuff. And I still wanted to, you know, have this, this perception of myself, like I was more intelligent and more clear than I was previously. And it was coming across in everything I said. And so I walked away, I shut it down. And for the next 10 years, I just stuck to myself because I'm the one who needs to know it, not anyone else. And now it's my general state of being that comes across. When people talk to me, they realize I'm not looking for anything from them and they can relax a little bit. And then if they want to, because as you know, you can't force anyone, you can lead a horse to water, you can't make it drink. But as I said to Andrew, you can look it in the face and tell it like this water's awesome and really enjoy it yourself. And that might inspire it to have a drink. And that's the best we can do is just be the message. You know, it's like uh, Marshall McLuhan, the medium is the message. You are the message. The words are almost irrelevant. Yeah. Yeah, that's where I'm at right now. It just seems exhausting to try and put it into words. Um, although I'm going to try and put it into words right now. <laughs> it's almost like being okay with disappearing, you know, like, and, and, um, and that's sort of like abyss and that like, like I was describing earlier, that like dark hallway that I feel like I'm going down or like sinking down in the ocean. And I'm just, 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 realizing it's not happening to anybody um trying to get trying to get better at that but who's to get better at that i'm, I'm it's, it's i can i can hear the hypocrisy in what i'm even saying but ray i like that it's like you when you think about trying to get out of your own way you're getting in your own way you know and also i realized i've not been new to this entire time so i'm sorry you're gonna have a lot of my laughter during this episode but um yeah i think uh i don't know man you just kind of got to, it becomes, you get to a point where everything, everything is already it. And so when you realize that, what is there to talk about? And even talking about it is it obviously, but I don't know. You can just sit here perplexed. I and mean, that's kind of where I'm getting at. I'm just like, I don't even know what to do anymore, but whatever you want to do. 
that's the thing, right? Is that as soon as you understand why you're doing what you're doing, as soon as it's not coming from that toxic illusion that you lack something, it's whatever you want to do because it's just you watching yourself unfold, witnessing how vast and capable you are. That's the best part. As soon as it's not about you proving anything to anything, it's just you being everything that you've been, which is amazing. It's miraculous to watch. And that's the whole lesson is just getting out of the way, right? But I just wanted to say, because I know we have to wrap up very shortly. You have a limited amount of time, Mike. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Walking along this path and stopping yourself from time to time going, do I know what I'm talking about is really, really healthy. But on the other hand, give yourself some credit for how much you already see and have faith in the process because you are the process. And so it's an absolute pleasure. And I just wanted to say thank you for all of the insights that you've shared with our community here. I really hope that we get a chance to have you back on the show again and even coming to one of our retreats one day because I would love to sit down and shoot the shit with you about psychedelics and awareness and letting go and everything else. Yeah, man, I was gonna actually, I was, I was gonna message Andrew on the side, but yeah, I wanna, I wanna try and get more information on, on coming out to one of those because they sound incredible. I've always wanted to go to Vancouver Island specifically, so that that one seems amazing. Yes, so, but they, Ray, thank you for saying that. Um, I feel the same way, guys. Thank you for having me. I mean, like you said earlier, you could have the, I could have this conversation forever, so we'll have to do it again sometime or, or in person. But, um, yeah, man, just, uh, just happy to be here. You know, just just trying to be the process, like you said. And, um, and it's, it's, it's crazy. I don't know. Absolutely. It's, it's a complete shift and it's a, it's a different sort of mentality. It's not what everyone's doing right now, quite frankly. And I get a lot of questions like, okay, Andrew, like if I'm whole and complete as I am, then what should I even do? And it's like, it's such a foreign idea. Like everyone's lived their entire life on this belief that they're not whole and complete. And so it, as much as they're experiencing a lot of suffering and lack that it gives them a, at least a sense of direction. And then when you're free, like freedom and uncertainty go hand in hand. It's like sitting in space basically with no relative perception of what you should or shouldn't do. What, what you are relative to anything else is those, you know, strings get cut. The idea of what you should be doing or shouldn't be doing the way you should be feeling or shouldn't be feeling. It's like, you're always what you are and you're always where you're at. You're always feeling what you're feeling and you're always in the place that you are, you can't be anything else and you can't feel anything else other than what you're feeling. And as long as you think you should be feeling something else, you're going to experience some suffering. So there's suffering that comes with that. But then in letting go of that, there's, there's some semblance of getting used to that sort of mentality. It's like, why do anything? Well, because you can, because you're able to, because you're whole and complete as you are and you're, you're eternal. There's nowhere to go and nothing to be other than what you are. So you might as well just pick something and, and allow that to be your direction until you want to do something else and then allow that to be your direction. So yeah, as, as Ray said, and I'll echo here, it's been fucking awesome chatting with you, Mike. I'm very excited. I was going to bring up psychedelics, but I think we'll leave that till, uh, till the next conversation, but, uh, I will be in, I'll be in LA, uh, in April, May ish time. So if you're around, definitely down to meet up and grab a beer or something. But appreciate you taking the time to chat with us, man. This has been an awesome conversation and I'm very excited for our next one. Yeah, man. I, I feel the com completely the same, dude. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Um, I'm huge fan. And, you know, just hopefully this will shed a, a little more light on just this conversation. Um, 
but yeah, uh, I'm, I'm going to try to, like I said, I'm going to try to come out to one of the retreats and, uh, we can, we can have the psychedelic conversation in, <laughs> in person. Um, but, uh, yeah, thank you guys so much. I hope to be back on very soon, but until then, uh, I'll, I'll be watching more of these. I, I fucking love it. So, yeah. That's fantastic. Again, can't thank you enough. Dear listener, we appreciate you being here for this episode. What a great conversation. If you have any questions, of course, reach out to us on Discord or through social media, and we will be happy to answer them as best we can. Take care. We'll see you next week. Bye, everyone.